0: Just a quick note, our philosophy here on Two Ts in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form, so a few bad words might slip through the net every now and then. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Ts in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast, Two Ts in a Pod.
1: So, welcome back. This is the next in our series of First Certificate Preparation episodes. Today we're going to be tackling the reading part of the Reading and Use of English paper. Indeed. We do know that it's all one paper now, or it has been for four years. Um, but we're going to look at the part five, part six, and part seven, the ones that are specifically mm-hmm. based on reading.
0: So part five is called the multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Part six is the one where you have to put the sentence into the to the gaps in yep. the story. And part, oh wait, hang on, I've got that confused. Part, that's part, six. That's part six. Part seven is where you have uh, questions.
1: Multiple matching.
0: Multiple matching. So yeah. you have questions relating to uh, one of the texts.
1: Mm-hmm. Normally there four are four text. texts. In no, that one. Yeah. So we'll start off with just, just some general tips, how you can improve your reading skills uh, in general, not related to the exam. Um, things you can do outside class um, to help you improve your, uh, your reading skills. Indeed. Um, it's quite obvious <laughs> to get better well, at reading. Sometimes
0: you just need to have them kind of like, these are the obvious things. Yeah. You, know, you think it's easy to forget the obvious
1: the Cambridge exams, I think, are quite clever in the way that the easiest way to pass them is just to be good at English, read a lot.
0: Oh, that's really helpful, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so someone listening there is going, oh, thanks, thanks a lot.
1: But what I mean is there's no shortcuts, really. You just need to, the easiest way is just to, if you start reading um, a lot in English, you will notice the results in your, like, practice test scores after a month or two, Definitely. So how can we do that? What well, ways? I think can we... like
0: if you're listening to this in preparation for a certificate that's coming soon, hopefully you will have done a lot of these things already, and a lot of this will be familiar mm-hmm. to you, and so hopefully some helpful things too. And if this mm-hmm. is something that you're listening to with a thought to maybe do for a certificate at some point in the future, then this is some ways that we can help you mm-hmm. to do that. Definitely.
1: So what's number one on your list of okay? Top so,
0: tips? so in the there's three readings, right? And you've only got forty five minutes. To complete the readings if you break down the exam which is 75 minutes in total you want to leave half an hour at least half an hour for the use of english section and that leaves you the 45 minutes for the three readings so that, mm-hmm. if you break that down that's 15 minutes per reading so my first top tip is do not spend more than 15 minutes on a reading
1: yeah you don't know rush you don't want to have less time to tackle yeah
0: because you're risking losing points in other parts of the exam Mm-hmm. So, if you spend 25 minutes on a reading, that means you only have whatever time is left to do the other two. And that that's just it means you're massively, massively risking losing loads of points. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. So, so, be really careful of that. Time management and lots Indeed. of practice.
0: Watch the clock.
1: Definitely. Um, another top tip, just a general sort of outsider class, extensive reading uh, tip that i quite like i reckon recommend to my students is using graded readers so um versions of stories versions of books that are adapted to specific levels what i would say is choose graded readers that are below your level so if you're b2 choose graded readers that are b1 so you can read them for pleasure it's not going to be difficult for you so you're just exposing yourself to lots of english and it's not like Oh, we're really difficult. Just and having like, to some...
0: stop and then look a word up in a dictionary every five minutes.
1: Yeah. So that's good as well. Reading the ones at your level is good as well. But if you want to read for pleasure and you want to read lots and just go for quantity, then get a load of B1 readers and just blaze through them. Yeah. Okay. And then you, you'll enjoy it more.
0: Exactly. And another reason that's good is because it improves your reading skill and your mm-hmm. reading speed. Yeah. Because if you, the, the faster that you can read and and understand, and the faster you you develop that skill in English, which you probably already have in your native language, the faster you develop that skill in English, the easier the reading exam will become for you yeah, definitely
1: um, and you'll you'll start to read in English more naturally the way that yeah. you read in your own language when you suddenly when you're reading in a foreign language, people suddenly throw out all the ways that they read in their own language. they think, "Oh, I need to focus in on every single word, yeah, I need to stop and look up every single word. What do you do when you come across a word and a sentence that you don't understand when you're reading in your own language. What You'd you read do?
0: around it. You'd look at the context and kind of yeah. go, well, I know they're trying to say more or less something along these lines.
1: Yeah. You don't stop and go on dictionary.com and look it up. You can figure out for yourself. If you're not sure what it means, but you still understand, you just carry on.
0: It's quite handy when you have a Kindle though. Have, any, have, you, have yeah. you ever read on a Kindle? They're great. Just look it up and do a dictionary. Just double click. Like, yes. Oh, that's what oh, it means. Oh, not know that word. Um i would also say that back to yeah so back to saying don't don't worry about reading every single word Mm -hmm. and the the, your speed reading will improve when you start kind of glancing quicker moving your eyes a bit less just if you're if you're reading your native language just be aware of how quickly you're reading how often you move your eyes it's not on every single word
1: yeah you're not reading on a word level
0: you are maybe moving your your eyeballs like maybe two or three times a sentence and Mm -hmm. you take use using your peripheral vision a lot more yeah so just be just be aware of that and try to implement that in reading in english yeah it'll be more pleasurable for you as well Mm -hmm. um right um i would add to that greater readers yes but reading something you're interested in as well yeah for pleasure the topic or a book that you enjoy Mm -hmm. or
1: well not books even just like blog posts or uh, wherever you enjoy reading in your own language. So maybe if you're into, if you're big on addicted to social media, follow some, follow some uh, people on Twitter who are yeah, that's a really good who idea. Write in English. Like I mean, you don't expect. <laughs> they don't always
0: rely on their accuracy of grammar yeah. and spelling though. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, or stuff like like we're always banging on about Buzzfeed and Board Panda, yeah. Little short sure, online texts that, that are just a
0: bit engaging. Yeah, that's interesting. Know. Whatever that it's kind
1: of clickbaity thing, or
0: like good... novels or books or yeah. newspapers. Keep in... it's also good to have variety in there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Different styles, different registers, formal language, informal language. Um, reread books that you've read in your own language. If you loved Harry Potter in Spanish or if you loved it in Catalan, read it again in English. I mean, you know the story, but you that means that you'll still be able to more or less understand what's going on because you've read the book before. So you won't be worried so much about not understanding every single word.
0: Yeah, and on talking about speaking of rereading, if you've re- re- if you reread again, so say you've read an article or whatever, and you've looked up all of the the words and you've you've made all the the meanings clear, reread it again. Maybe come back to it in a couple of days and read it again, and this time. You're reading it with a clearer understanding and you're practicing your reading skills as well. Clear understanding. You're not having to stop and look up any words. You're also reinforcing the words that you did did have to look up.
1: Mm -hmm. That's also,
0: that's really valuable.
1: Yeah. Sometimes like if you choose an article um, that you really struggled with, um, it can be very rewarding to look at it again like a week, like you said, a week on or maybe a month on when you realize, oh, this is really easy for me now.
0: Yeah, like, I know all these oh, words. I know, I remember. So words. clever.
1: The other thing is, even if you don't think you consciously know these words, it's very important to build up your passive vocabulary. So What the, does that mean? So like vocabulary words that you understand from the context, maybe you wouldn't be able to, on the spot, be able to define them. But because you've come across them maybe three, four times before, um, you pick up on their meaning. Okay, maybe you haven't studied them in an English class mm. or written down the form or really gone in depth about it, but you but you know what the meaning is. Mm. They say that you need to come across a word or a phrase 11 times in 11 different contexts to properly um, absorb it as part of your vocabulary. Really? So maybe your passive vocabulary is full up of words that you've come across maybe three, four, five times and you haven't mm. quite um, taken on board.
0: Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. right
1: is that all our general tips
0: no i've got some more uh when it comes down to the actual exam uh one of the strategies they suggest in several places online is to go through the answers that you're really sure of first and then but the ones that you're not sure of not marking them down and coming back to them later so the ones you're like oh that's i've read that there that's definitely a yeah. And if you go to question two, you go, well, I'm not really sure about this one. Maybe put a circle around it or mark it or put a little dot next to the one that you think it is. You can come back to that later yeah. once you've gone. But make sure that you yeah. go through the questions you're sure of first because that's the, that's where you're going to get score the most points, the ones that you're sure of.
1: Yeah, the ones that you get no straight away. Um, and don't
0: get stuck on the ones that you're not sure of because that kind of wastes time.
1: Exactly. Go on to the next one. Skip ahead.
0: Yeah. And when you do come back to the ones you're not sure of, maybe one strategy to look into is to eliminate the wrong answers. So yeah. to kinda of go, Well it's definitely not B. So I'll cross out B. Yeah. So then you've left with, you know, if you're left with like
1: a better chance if better you're just chances. gonna guess. So if you've yeah. if
0: you eliminated B and C, you instead mm-hmm. of going from twenty five percent chance of getting it right, you go to a fifty percent chance of getting it right mm-hmm. between C and D, for example.
1: Yeah, definitely. Good anyway. tip.
0: And then at the end of that, when you come to it all, if you've got empty spaces, make sure you fill them in with something random. Just never put in any letter.
1: Yeah, put a letter. And a, a blank space is definitely nothing. You might yeah. randomly get it right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and never mark two answers.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Mm. And make sure your letters are really clear because if if you've written a B like a D, then you know. Just make sure it's really clear what you're writing. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk specifically, Tim, about the individual parts. Yeah. So we were talking about part five.
1: Let's start with part five. Let's start well, with part
0: five. Just <laughs> the first reading that you come across. Exactly. And this is the multiple choice questions, and I mm-hmm.
1: just yeah, there are four options for multiple choice questions. Cool. One long text.
0: Very one, very long. It's not that long. It's medium length. Yeah,
1: but it's like a whole page of text, whole page. and then six <laughs> questions.
0: Cool. And one thing you should know is that the questions are generally in order. Like
1: yeah, they're, they're always in order, definitely.
0: They're always in order.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Except sometimes that like the last question, the sixth question, might be a question about the whole text.
0: Mm. So like the kind of opinion of the author or whatever.
1: Yeah, or like the what's the function of the text something like that at the end. And then typically, there's almost always like six paragraphs, six questions, mm-hmm. so it's quite easy to figure out more or less where the answers for each one are going to be
0: yeah exactly. so
1: That's how do we approach this one what's What's your strategy
0: okay, so um underlining the the questions it's always a good thing, so underline the keywords in the questions and then looking for say synonyms or paraphrasing in the in the in the text itself, mm-hmm. don't be looking for the exact word in the question because it will almost never, never gonna, never say never, but almost never, yeah, will be in the text.
1: Mm-hmm. And quite often, um, words or phrasings in the question, in the options that show up in the text, those are traps. Mm, that's true. They always have like the one that say, seems to sound it be written exactly the same phrase, exactly the same expression. Is almost always they're trying to screw you
0: over. Yeah, so make sure you read that carefully. Don't get tricked.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say as a general rule, forget about the questions to begin with and skim read the whole text. Um, You want to get. There's different
0: ways of. I think there's there's diff. I've had different students that like to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And if you're more pushed for time, if this is the last one you're coming to, yeah, then maybe don't read the whole text and just Mm -hmm. go straight for the questions. But to do it probably more efficiently. Yeah. You'd probably read the text first. Yeah. But if you push for time, just go straight for the questions. Yeah. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um but doing it sort of with time, I would yeah. say. Yeah,
0: You've got your 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you've done it correctly, yeah. then you should have perfect amount of time to finish easily.
1: And your teacher will um well hopefully be quite good at Setting time limits in class and making you and getting you good at skim reading texts. Um, saying to you, I want you to read this text, but I'm only going to give you two minutes. It's a long text. I want you to read it quickly. Get a brief overview.
0: Yeah. If you, you might have noticed in the past that a teacher might be like, oh, so uh, here's a question about this text. Can you read it in three minutes and tell me the answer? Mm-hmm. And that's normally just a, a way for you to, to read the text quickly to improve your skimming and scanning skills.
1: Exactly. So once you've done that, you can start tackling the questions one by one. Like we said, they're going to be in order. Um, what other tips have you got for that one, Katie?
0: That's kind of it. I think that's that's, that's just the way for, that's the way to do it. At the end of the day, you've got to read the text, find the answer, put the answer down. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, mm, there's nothing more we can really say to you other than yeah. look at the synonyms, look for the paraphrasing, Definitely. don't fall into traps.
1: There's um, quite often there'll be different questions that are testing different skills. So quite often I'll have, for example, um, one question that will just be testing your knowledge of one word. So it might be like, on line 26, John said that he felt perturbed. Mm. How did John feel? And there are four different ways, four different words that perturbed, and they're testing you just on, do you know what perturbed means? Yeah. Okay, what does perturbed mean?
0: Disturbed. Yeah. don't put me on the stuff <laughs> I have no idea it's in my passive it's, in my passive it's account. a bit
1: like nervous and unsure and maybe scared cool yeah I mean Perturbed.
0: if you put that in context I would have yeah. got it perfectly yeah that would have been one of the words I would have looked up on my Kindle exactly <laughs> um, another thing uh, I forgot what we was going to say actually I do think it's relevant we'll come back to it
1: what other part? Other questions might be testing, for example. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It might be asking about opinion of the author. Yeah. Um, kind of overall sentiments of the text.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So the whole Especially text on I a global thought. level. Yeah. Whereas other questions are going to be looking on very specific details in, in different parts of the text. So they're clever. Those people from Cambridge testing you on all these different yeah, things in one they are, text.
0: Each each question is there for a specific reason.
1: Yeah. Maybe testing general understanding maybe testing detailed understanding maybe testing your vocabulary mm-hmm. um watch out
0: yeah it was cle- they're clever them folk yeah cambridge all right let's go on to say part six okay so part six i find people find this really hard yeah
1: they really struggle yeah um, it is
0: quite a tricky one because you're not reading the text as a whole as you have been in the other parts, and you it's all this one text that's been broken up.
1: Yeah, so and you have to, to put flow. it into the correct yeah you have to yeah, put it, it in is... the correct chronology.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is quite tricky.
1: Yeah, um, for this one, I recommend definitely skim reading the text, the the big text first, mm-hmm. um, because you want to get an idea of the chronology. Maybe it's telling a story. Or in other texts, it might be taken from an article, uh, interviewing a certain person about their experiences. Um, it's important to know, um, yeah, the order of events because there's going to be clues in the missing sentences that are going to help you with that.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'd recommend that for this mm-hmm. one as well. It's very difficult to go about it any other way. Yeah. So when you come once you've skimmed the whole thing, what I always recommend you do is going through. Before and after each gap.
1: Yeah. They're the most important sentences.
0: Yeah, they they, they generally are. Uh, especially the first sentence of the f- following the gap. Yeah. And looking for words such as, uh, you've got a list there, Tim. Mm-hmm. Pronouns.
1: Yeah. Pronouns are very important. Thing. Words like he, it, this, that, these, those. Yeah, Um exactly. Typically the, uh, the sentences that, that you have to put back in always have it's or this is or that's or those and you just need to look at them and be like okay what what the hell is it referring to
0: yeah so maybe if you are struggling trying to look for trying to replace what is the noun that goes in in place of that pronoun Mm -hmm. what is it replacing and that might help you refer back or forward to Mm -hmm. your to your sentence
1: I remember one and as an example there's one a text about uh the Hollywood sign the famous Hollywood sign in in Hollywood and it's a the text <laughs> all about that sign and the history of that sign and then the first gap the the sentence that goes in the first gap starts with it and it's saying like it has been there for over 60 years and you just think what well, what's it it must be okay it must be the Hollywood sign yeah. okay we know it's an object because it's it. It's not a person because it's not he or she. Um, so yeah, focusing on a little reference words like this,
0: and that's quite interesting because that kind of links back to and uh, the next tip. But we'll we'll come we'll come back to that.
1: Other important words.
0: Other important words to underline would be things like chronology. So things like next,
1: mm-hmm. finally, then, okay, things that kind of order the story mm-hmm. um, can be, be important to.
0: Indeed. Then also things like linking words, like although, mm-hmm. but, however. Definitely. Kind of contrast is like that.
1: Yeah. There's always one that's like however mm.
0: or something like
1: that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to tie into or follow on from something in the text. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Other ones like cause and effect words. Okay. Stuff like therefore, as a result. hmm Okay. Other types of Because linkers. of this. Yeah. So definitely looking at the exam- the missing sentences and underlining all these examples of words like this. Um,
0: what other words do they look out for?
1: They should definitely also look out for repetition. So phrases like in other words, mm-hmm. okay, where they might be paraphrasing something mm-hmm. in the text and things like that. But those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Pronouns, chronology, contrast words. Um Cause and effect, therefore, so.
0: Some lovely ones to look out for there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: What we were saying before about the connection between the text and the topic. So from what you were saying there, what was the sentence you said there? It was built in the, the 1960s. Yeah. So you have to think about not only what does it refer to, but where exactly... Once you've worked that out, where exactly does that fit in? So then you need to be looking at the sentence itself and looking for other words around that gap. For example, it was uh, built in the 19th century. So you might yeah. say we're looking for like constructed yeah. or planned, definitely or
1: uh, things in the same designed sort designed of, by same sort of vocabulary yeah, family, lexical exactly. set stuff like yeah, workers or yeah, like you're saying synonyms of.
0: So, like linking between the topic in mm-hmm. the text and the Definitely. topic in the sentence.
1: Another thing to look out for is quite often there's ha- they have, for example, sections where they're interviewing somebody. So they might be it might be this article about the Hollywood sign, but in the middle they have an interview with a historian who's talking about it. So being able to identify if the sentences are di- direct speech, is it taken from like an article kind of uh style writing or is it somebody speaking because that's going to give you a clue as to which part of the text it goes into
0: okay that's a good tip never yeah.
1: thought about that um a good tip for this part is just do the ones that seem obvious to you first yeah um as we were saying before skip ahead um don't get hung up on one possible uh answer skip ahead and the ones that immediately jump out you be all right get those ones done get them in yeah because that will again increase your chance of getting the other ones right.
0: And don't forget that as you, as you put more of the sentences in, you can cross off the ones that you've put in. Yeah. So your chances of getting the following on right, following ones right, are yeah, increased definitely. So as uh, so as you get to the end, you'll have a fifty mm-hmm. percent chance of putting the right one in, for example.
1: And read them, read <laughs> read them back to yourself, like in your head, like does it make sense? Okay. Read it back to yourself again and again and again, fitting in the different sentences. Um, Because that way you're going to avoid putting the wrong one in the wrong place. Because the problem with this one is if you put the wrong one in the wrong place, you're also going to be messing up a later one. Mm -hmm. Because that sentence you've chosen might be the correct answer in a later one. Yeah. So, and remember, there's always one you don't need. There's one sentence. There's always one
0: extra. An extra one that you don't need.
1: There's cheeky Cambridge. (laughs) Buggers.
0: All right. Um, anyway. That's all I've got to say about that one. Yep. So we move on? Practice. Just practice.
1: Part seven. Last part. I'm sure this one, I suppose, to lots of people taking the exam, maybe have bad memories of this because it's the last part. Yes, probably. And you probably. probably associate it with going, Aah! no time left. <laughs> ah. Oh, something yeah. we haven't mentioned, something to bear in mind um, when it comes to the marking of these parts. Um, part five and part six, that we've already spoken about, each answer in that part is worth two points. Mm-hmm. Um, but part seven, each answer is only wa- worth one. Yes. So it's ten questions yes. and it's one mark for each. There's
0: two points less than the other.
1: Points. Yeah, something also to bear in mind when you're planning your timing Is that this one is is worth two points less uh, than the other ones?
0: Exactly. So don't Um, freak out too much. Yeah. You know.
1: So describe ten points. Describe the text to me. The task to me, please. Normally,
0: you have ten questions, and it's uh, normally something like the question, something like who said, and then it's "Mm, this. Who said that? Who said this? Who said this? Who said that? And you'll have Mm -hmm. ten of them. Yeah. And then you'll have four. Normally, four texts. So there have occasionally been five. Sometimes there's 5 They're quite short. Yeah. So it's and A, B, C, a, B D. C, D. And sometimes in advanced, when you get to advanced, might be E even. Mm-hmm. And there'll be quite short texts, uh, normally written by different people, yeah. about a certain topic.
1: So it might be like a typical one is uh, experiences on study abroad trips.
0: For example. And, and then there will have people. different people discussing their experiences on working abroad or mm-hmm. some kind of opinion about a thing
1: yeah that's one possibility sometimes it can be one long article split into four yes parts exactly rather than four different people writing about the same things Mm. but the most typical thing is four. exactly four different experiences so
0: you're probably best off like with the with the previous texts you're probably best off reading all of them first Mm mm-hmm and then going through the answers and underlining the keywords. Going through the questions, yeah. yeah sorry, the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answers, you don't see the answers. <laughs> We're going through the questions and underlining the keywords. And then if there is anything that pops out to you, you can maybe go back to that Yeah. Uh, to that paragraph immediately. Yeah. Underline it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's the answer. And then putting your answers down. So again, like any, anything that you're really sure of, make sure you go through them first. Yeah. Anything you don't know, move on to the next one and you can come back to it.
1: Yeah, so leave the difficult ones to the end. Exactly. Um, the reason you should underline the keywords and the questions is because you're going to be referring back to that list of questions again and again and again. You don't mm-hmm. want to have to list, read the whole question. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've underlined the keywords, something like it might be uh, a bad, bad experience. Mm-hmm. So they all these people have been on these study abroad programs. Bad experience. Okay, I don't need to... Read the whole thing. I saw it says which person just talks about one day where they had a bad experience. They're just oh, like right, okay, rubbish,
0: bad experience. Just okay, bad experience. a bit like this exam, bad experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully it's been a really good experience. <laughs> uh, another reason that's helpful is because you're looking you. They're not gonna say that exact phrase bad experience. It's not gonna be
1: like, Oh, and then I went to the beach and I had a bad experience. (laughs) It might
0: be something you're looking for a paraphrase or a synonym, so they might say something like, I had an awful time at the beach. Yeah. For example.
1: Yeah. Or I felt really bad. No, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) bad.
0: I felt really atrocious, horrendous, yucky, Mm. disgusting. For example. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't like to repeat the experience. Oh, exactly. we'll probably would say experience either. Oh, God. <laughs> you you know what I mean. I mean. Yeah.
1: Paraphrasing. Yeah, so exactly. this one's testing a lot. Paraphrasing and saying things with other words, basically. Exactly. Um, don't get caught up in a thing. Uh, some of my students have done this. They've gone, oh, there aren't many Ds. So this last one must be D. <laughs> they don't do it like that. They're not oh, like don't. equally weighted. Like there are four from three from A, three from B, three from C, and three from D. Um, they might all be B. Yeah, sometimes there could unlikely, be only might... one, or well, one or two from one of them. So don't like just sort of have a look at the the spread, see how many A's and B's and C's there are, and figure it out like that.
0: It Though, doesn't work like that. Would you say if they've got no time got, left?
1: Okay, if they've got. No time left and there are no D. They haven't put any Ds. <laughs> it
0: might be a D. It
1: might be a D. There's going to be one.
0: There's probably going to okay? be one. There's probably going to be least. one.
1: Okay. To prepare for this one, you need to get used to dealing with like short little texts yeah. about related topics. So like your course book's going to be full of examples of this. You can also find uh, little, lots of little short t- texts online. There's a great website called tinytexts.wordpress.com.
0: Write that down for future lessons.
1: Right. It's a good one. Um, they have tons of short texts, basically about the same size as the um, the ones you'll have to deal with in the exam. And they generally pepper them, fill them with little nice That's little a great word pepper peppered. Just means to like put in everywhere. Little nice little collocations um, that are useful to learn. And then at the bottom of each text, they have little explanations of what the chunks of language mean as well so it can be good just to get used to
0: that's a really good idea yeah good tip reading them summarizing them tip
1: paraphrasing them things like that um
0: what else i mean i think there's also the bear in mind that the thing the skill they're really testing you on here is the skill to be able to read a text quickly for a specific piece of information yeah they're not asking you to read the whole text and understand every single part of the text but you've been asked a question you need to read that text and find that specific yeah. piece of information you need to work on that skill mm-hmm. specifically big tip. text
1: big tip for this one but for all of them that we should have said is underlining
0: yeah definitely
1: you need to underline we've
0: mentioned underlining in the in the in six and seven we didn't mention it really in
1: in probably. five general tip all of them underline where you find the answer um that way when you're checking going over your answers in at the end when you've got a couple of minutes left and you're like oh why did i put b for number 26 mm. oh oh yeah it's here okay that yeah experience awful day. there you go there we go that's why you can refer back to it i ex- always say to my students when we're doing practice tests i expect your question paper to look like horrific at the end <laughs> of it. to be covered in markings uh, bits underlined, highlighters, um, really go to town on it because it shows that you could, that you've analysed the text and it helps you um, referring back to things.
0: I used I, I I picked this up from you Tim when we used to work together and we, our students did exams. We would have end of term exams, whatever. You'd always scan in the reading papers yeah. and have all the the bits underli- all of the answers underlined yeah. and have that projected on the board so the students could compare. What they've done to where the answers were. Definitely, I just find it's that really useful. If you're um, a teacher, that could be a good idea as well.
1: Yeah, for teachers because I hate it when you're going through like a reading exam with your students afterwards, and typically, you know, reading's difficult, and they've all they're all quite depressed because they've got <laughs> yeah. shit marks. Yeah. And then you're saying to them, okay, the the correct answer, why is this correct answer? And they're like, Oh, we don't know. And I like, go, well, if we look online one, two, three, four, five, uh, yeah. this, this bit and reading out to them, and if they're teenagers they get very bored. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got it projected up and you've highlighted in orange the bit where the answer is, and you can say, This is
0: where the answer yeah. was.
1: And it just helps a bit.
0: And if you want to make it a bit more fun, you can do it in different colour highlighter.
1: Exactly. A bit of pink, a bit of
0: <laughs> smiley face
1: bit yeah.
0: of yellow underlining is really valuable that's a very mm-hmm. it's a it's it's seems like something stupid thing that your teachers ask you to do but it is really important yeah for many reasons mm-hmm. it's just helping you remember it's helping you look at things faster and
1: yeah
0: uh, you can't bring highlighters into the exam i don't think can you no, oh, no. i think it's just pen and pencil pen and pencil so, yeah just yeah bring in you know nice pen mm-hmm. just underline it exactly just to be sure
1: so those are our tips.
0: So when you when you get to the end, is there any yeah. kind of like when you've kind of written all your finished all your readings? Is there any like last minute things they should be doing in the last few minutes? Mm. Going through again, checking.
1: Yeah. If you've been underlining, then that'll be much easier. Yeah. Um, you can check back over what you've gone, yeah. what you put. Um, make absolutely sure. Um, I would say Um don't panic and change your answers at the end.
0: <gasps> yeah, oh my God, that's really good advice. Because Do I've seen panic.
1: so many of my students change correct answers for bad ones.
0: Because they've just freaked out.
1: They just freak out at the end. And you the thing made, is, you
0: haven't, you've spent the time there. Yeah.
1: You made that decision for a reason. It. You did. Maybe you've done 10 other questions after that and you've forgotten what your reasoning was. Go with it. Don't leave any blank spaces, but...
0: Maybe they shouldn't be correcting their answers then. Well, just they go need to back, check. go just back, go back to the ones you're not sure about.
1: Circle the ones you're not sure about.
0: Yeah. Don't go changing the ones you were sure about. At the
1: time. Yeah, exactly.
0: And best of luck. Hope that helps you out with the reading. Yeah. Um, if it, anyone... We've said it does take time and effort. So yeah. So make sure you've g- given yourself enough time to prepare properly.
1: As we say, like, we're, we're teachers, like, I've, I've taken some similar exams in Spanish, but... Um, different students have different techniques and Mm -hmm. tactics and strategies for these exams and for these tasks so if you have a technique or a strategy that's different to the ones we've been suggesting write in um send us a tweet or a comment yeah what's your strategy how do you approach part five it's okay to disagree with us yeah exactly some people uh, have different strategies and they're all valid
0: exactly
1: as long as they help you pass
0: <laughs> That's the objective. We
1: don't want your shit strategies. Oh, <laughs> we want ones that work. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't passed it yet, <laughs> <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> That's what trying to say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, see you in the next the next podcast. Yeah. Wildcats Ciao. Podcast. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Two T's in a pod. Welcome to Welcome to the podcast
1: Two T's in a pod Thanks for listening to today's show We hope you've enjoyed it um, We'd like to say thanks to Our wonderful sound producer Ben Ward for all his hard work editing And recording the show um, To Mark Wilding Who made our artwork and branding To Lisa Marie Court Bernice Ray, Vicky Malena, And our own Katie Wright for singing the jingles And obviously the presenters, uh, Katie Wright, the wonderful Katie Wright, and myself. Um, If you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the other social medias and share, 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 share the link, okay? Get out to as many people as possible. So thanks to all our guests this week and tune in next time.